0: Boom will be
1: We stand episode 256, and it's me, Gary P., and of course, it's the prof. It's Carl Riley. Don't blame me for this podcast being late. Nothing to do with it, Gary. Yes, of course, it's Ocean Electrical and it's Leinster Credit, our fantastic sponsors. Forever grateful for all of the uh, support that they give us, but, Prof. Um, this week we're going to look ahead to both our men and women's games this weekend as the men's side have a Dublin derby in Tallaght, and the ladies travel to Cork so Hannah meets their manager Danny Murphy a 2010 title winner with Rovers and to make up for having no quiz last week we've not won but we've two prof
2: the quiffies
1: with Harry is back Simon power takes on Gideon Teta and Aaron Green face off against Dan Cleary two belters <laughs>
3: these these are good
1: oh man honestly this is <laughs> Like, I'm, I look forward to this every week now, especially with the kids. Moya loves it. Um, a badge of honor that she's a little buddy with, with Harry, but these are ridiculous quizzes. <laughs> McDara Ferris is getting called out on this one. Listen to this one, McDara. Listen to both these ones, you'll love them. Our last week's show with Giggsy. And Barry, um, we actually had a couple of people buy the book as well because of the pod. Darren Hogg big shout out! Yeah, looking forward to reading Emerald Exiles and Giggsy with the members' corner—a very, very heartfelt tribute to Bobby Best. Um, it's a very, very sad and poignant interview, but uh, a lot of a lot of good feedback, Buff.
3: Yeah, like I said, a couple of people picked up the book. Emerald Exile, so uh, Barry is getting some increased sales there, two years on from uh, being published. (laughs) And we have another Emerald Exile gear. Troy Parrot Prof Mm -hmm. to Excelsior Rotterdam, another Emerald Exile following.
1: And David Conley's Footsteps, now, this... I love Rotterdam, I think it's a great city. You've got Sparta, Rotterdam, you've got Excelsior, you've got Feyenoord. Uh, Great city, possible destination for a tifties trip because a great football city big wide open blown to bits by the germans and then totally rebuilt modern and a cool city so um yeah it's a it's an odd one they have a 5 seater stadium and small club nice little st- like four sides really cool little stadium small but um it's a strange one it's a strange move i think it could move them it's very jack-esque this move, isn't mm, it? Kambor,
3: Kambor, yeah. I yeah. uh, Don't blame him following David Connolly's footsteps at club level. The Holland, that's a cool move. I just hope he doesn't follow his footsteps at international level. Because, like I said, Gare, the worst Arden striker of all time. You're not a fan. David Connolly. Um, so, yeah, Friday morning this week, Gare, Wednesday evening last week, we are all over the shop. Uh, last week I was on Who night. Who are you telling? Last week I was on night. That's, that was the reason for that. Because I wasn't getting up in the morning to post that. Uh, I also need to apologise To Sean Durkin It was not him Who spilled the Fanta on me I'm after slandering the man oh. Case of mistaken identity Retraction there. It looked like him though but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no. I don't, I don't to, think it would
1: have been a fizzy Fanta He was
3: spilling them I don't, uh, don't want to slander Sean So I uh, apologise for that But The person who did Spill an entire bottle of Fanta On my lap Due to pure recklessness You're out there (laughs) and I will find you.
1: Prof has a certain set of skills. (laughs) Junior Hoops had a kick about the first team last Saturday, the annual meet and greet. Brilliant, brilliant day out. I didn't get to go to it myself. Young Jaden had a very important pre-season game, but this is an annual thing now and it's brilliant. I think Jack got absolutely burst the year before it. <laughs> Pico taking a very Pico's see Pico's quote on Twitter? No. Delighted to get a goal against Emla. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's brilliant. Even the photos of Pico, big happy head in him, like he just He did a tumble, yeah. he took his top off, did a tumble and <laughs> he scored. Oh, he's a great blog, is not he?
1: So brilliant, brilliant stuff. And that's they'll never forget that. Like, they really yeah, won't. Yeah. still talks about last year. Um iron up permanent deals for the three long players, Poom, Clark and Kenny. So uh, Clark had a really we'll talk about Clark and all, he had a great impact when he came on. And mm. Kenny is um, on loan from Celtic and Poom on loan from Florida, who's included um, in the most recent Estonia squad again.
3: Yeah, we mentioned that later on. Um, Brazzer basically said, you know, it's it's up. It's not just up to him. It's up to the clubs as well, the parent club, whether or not a deal can happen. So there's a lot of moving
1: parts in these transfers because stuff. Yeah, you've got first of all the player. The player wants it. The agent's going to talk to him. The parent club need to be involved. And the wage is right. There's a lot involved. I love transfers. So, yep, those potential three. And we've just in Ferrazoy. More transfers. Prop Move to Serie A club. Frosinone Calcio was officially confirmed. So, Frosinone is just a little bit south of Rome. North, south, east. Southeast of Rome. I thought you were blessing me there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it would have been apt for the Vatican. <laughs> But it's a little bit south-east, yeah, nice big stadium. I'm not sure as regards to the context of the deal, if it's a pro deal,
3: first team, mm-hmm. but listen, all the best one. And like I said in my fabulous article on this week's programme about the Lancer Senior Cup, the last player to score a goal for Robbers in the Lancet Senior Cup now plays in Serie A. Says it all. Yeah, big, big one. Prof Love <laughs> Affair continues. Yeah, uh, great spot by Fathom on prime time um i think a couple of people spotted this jamie clean as well said on twitter on uh, facebook um so it was a garda van on prime time and someone had stuck a love robbers hate racism sticker on the back
1: oh yeah. (laughs) yeah i saw that actually i thought that was a plant that was great great stuff as well so um prof it's the first of a slobber knocker it's the first quiz it's simon versus gideon
4: welcome back to questions from the east End, the podcast quiz I'm Harry Moore, your quiz master for the last sixteen, and our next matchup is between Simon Power and Gideon Tete. So welcome, lads.
5: Hi Harry, thanks very much for having us.
4: Um, you're both looking forward to the final few games of the season, crucial running.
5: Yeah, yeah, and no, I'm looking forward to it. It's um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a close one because there's a good few teams in and around us, but I think we're feeling confident. Once we have a full squad, I'll be very confident that we get get it done and get four in a row.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, no doubt in my mind that we're gonna get that trophy by the end of the season. Yeah.
4: Um hopefully we can secure the fourth league in a row. And um, so here's the rules for the quiz. The first player to get five correct answers wins and advances into the quarterfinals. I'll take turns asking you questions, switching between football and general knowledge, and you have twenty seconds to respond. If your answer is wrong, then your opponent, then your opponent is allowed to steal. The prof is here as always to keep score. So if neither Simon nor Gideon can reach five points after we've gone through our entire pool of 20 questions, whoever is ahead at the time is declared the winner. If it's somehow still a draw in the end, I have a question here for you, which will be used as a tiebreaker. It also determines who gets to go first, which could be an advantage like a coin toss in a penalty shootout. So here's your tiebreaker question. Whoever gets it right or whoever is the closest to the number goes first. So Simon... You tell us your answer, then Gideon, we'll hear yours. So the question is: How many countries are there in Europe?
5: Oh, in Europe, um, I'm gonna guess fifty-five.
4: Okay, over to uh, Gideon now. Um,
0: I'm gonna go with fifty-two. So, oh. fifty-two. So I guess.
4: Fifty-two. You are both incorrect, but Gideon, you are closer to the answer. The answer is fifty.
0: Um, oh so... good. That's my point you... then, yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah. Um no, it's I'm not pointing. Start the quiz. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So um so Gideon, you're gonna start. Who assisted Robbie Brady's winner? For Ireland against Italy at Euro
0: 2016. Um, it's be
4: bad
0: if I don't know this. I think it's oh,
4: West. <laughs> Where's Houlahan? That's your answer.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go.
4: Yeah, that is correct. Well done, Gideon. That's your wow. point. One nil. So, um Simon, another football question. So. Name the two beaten semi finalists in the Women's World Cup.
6: Oh,
5: who? Oh, god. Was it Australia and Colombia?
4: That is incorrect. So it's over ah. a chance to steal.
0: I was going to say Colombia as well, but Australia and um, France.
5: Was it? Yeah. Australia and okay.
4: France. That's incorrect. It's Australia and Sweden.
5: Nigeria. Oh, Sweden, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of oh.
4: course. Nigeria got knocked down the round of 16 by England. Um, yeah. Okay, so Gideon, who was the first man on the moon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, good. It was Neil Armstrong.
4: That is correct. <laughs> thinking between
3: well, Bavalgans. Well, you <laughs> yeah, still and Neil Gideon. Jason yeah. struggling um, here, <laughs> lads.
4: Um which Italian city surrounds the Vatican City?
5: Oh Italian city surrounds the Vatican. I mean I'm thinking is it Venice?
4: I'm sorry, that's incorrect. So it's over to you, Gideon.
0: I think Rome. I think it's. That's Rome.
4: That's correct. It is Rome. 3 0. Well done. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. That, that was a shocker,
5: <laughs> yeah, Simon. Shock. I know. I just think it's a boat game of V. That was the only knowledge I had. <laughs> oh, God. I need to go back to the book. books. Okay.
4: Um, Gideon, 4 0. That's it. Why well, you can make it uh, so which striker joined Chelsea from Liverpool for 15 million pounds in 2011 but took 14 games to score his first goal
0: Torres it's phenomenal Torres I think
4: pretty sure yeah, correct 4-0 already Gideon well done um, Simon
5: <laughs> oh,
4: we need to yeah. get one any chance
5: yeah come on give me an easy one
4: who managed the Faroe Islands international team from 2009
5: to 2011? So,
0: 2009 to 2011. Faroe Islands? That's a
5: tough question, though. Oh, my God. Faroe Islands. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to pass. No idea. Are
4: you sure? No answer? No?
5: Nah, I can't even. rude holler. it.
4: <laughs> Uh, well, guess that is incorrect, so it's over to yeah. you. Chance to win it.
5: Yeah.
0: I don't have a clue either. I'm just going to go with... Um... Oh, no, nah, I'm just going to pass. I'm embarrass myself, <laughs> I don't know. Tough
5: question.
4: Okay, um, and <laughs> yeah. the answer is Brian Care. Um, so, oh, this yeah. is for you, Gideon, so you still have another chance to win. What was the name of the long-running chat show hosted by Sir Michael Parkinson?
0: Chat show. Um, What was the name? It's called... um, I want to say, like... I I think maybe Strike Tank or something. I I don't watch shows, so I'm not sure.
4: No, um, that's incorrect. So it's over to you now, Simon.
5: Who was the name of the host? Michael. Uh,
4: uh, he was ho- It was hosted by Sir Michael Parkinson.
5: Michael Parkinson. Um, chat shows. Yeah. I have no idea either. I Haven't actually. You don't have to pass.
4: The answer is Parkinson. That was the name of the oh
5: show. Oh my. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of that. Um, uh
4: this is this one's for you though, Simon. Which female rapper caused controversy after throwing a microphone at a fan during a gig?
5: Okay, I think I can finally get off the mark here. Uh Cardi B. I think. That yeah. is
4: correct. So you've got your first point, uh Simon. Well Let's done.
5: Let's go, the comeback starts now. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> um, Gideon this one's for you which try that player has the highest number of assists in the League of Ireland Premier Division with seven
0: oh the six. I forget his name Um, I think it's in many ways is it um, <laughs> I'm home I just forget his
3: name you have to give a full name um. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Full name. Yeah. Okay. Up to call time there, Gideon. Ah, 20,
5: twenty seconds. Ah, uh, but I, I, the name slips, slips me. Like I don't know.
4: Okay, over to you, Simon.
5: I think it's Dale Rooney.
4: That is correct. Four two. Ho, ho,
0: Gideon, oh, Gideon! Right. I'm gonna <laughs> still win. I'm gonna still win. <laughs> <laughs>
4: 4 tree, Simon. So, yep. what country is Brendan Rogers from?
5: He is Northern Irish.
4: That is correct. 4-3. Four, 4 tree. Three,
5: yeah. Oh, <laughs> nervous, Gideon. <laughs>
4: oh.
5: No
4: Gideon, your question is, Tom Cruise is a member of which religion?
0: Christianity. Okay.
4: Sorry, that's incorrect. So, it's over to you, Um <gasps>
5: cruise i think i think he's (laughs) jewish
4: i'm sorry that's incorrect it's
5: Ah.
4: scientology yeah so um this one's for you though chance to make it for all uh the 100 meter world record has stood for 14 years and is still held by which sprinter
5: oh i wonder hmm uh, Usain you say bolt.
4: <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's Whoa. a three point
5: there man. Yes. Love that. You got you got the man on the moon. <laughs> Come
4: on. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow,
3: what a comeback that is. Jesus, let's go. Uh,
4: Gideon, your chance to win it though. Which club did Thier- Thierry Henry play for before joining Arsenal?
0: It was Monaco, I think.
4: Sorry. Incorrect over <laughs> to
5: you. Oh, geez, Maybe it the- oh. Is this the first time you joined Arsenal?
4: Um,
5: or second time?
4: I can't give away ah. that.
5: Oh, god. Uh, well, I thought it was Monaco as well, so I'm gonna have
3: to say Barcelona.
4: Sorry, that's incorrect. It's Juventus. Um, oh. it's- so win it, yeah, here it, was, it
3: was Monaco, and then it was one season at Juventus, and then it was Arsenal. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. That's my chance, kids.
4: <laughs> Which midfielder joined Real Madrid from Juventus in 2001 for a damn world record transfer fee of 75 million euro?
5: Ooh. Okay, just one name screaming out of me. I think it, I'm just gonna go with my gut. Is it Zinedine Zidane?
4: Yes, that is correct. Right. That's,
5: that's for the win. Oh my God.
3: That's 4 0 down. That down.
4: That
5: was <laughs> it I thought I was a
3: down. I
4: do I was going. Like, I
5: thought I was going. I thought the a Thanks quiz for that the I <laughs> was going. was a great directed. one.
4: was well, you did well to come back. Congrats, Simon.
5: Thank you very much, Harry. You've been a great, great host, Harry. Appreciate it. No problem.
4: Cheers, Simon. Thanks very much, Simon. Thanks,
5: Gideon. I'm lucky. Oh. Next time, Gideon. Cheers. <laughs> 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 right, yeah, I'm It wasn't, Simon. Thanks, Gideon. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, i of... see <laughs> the lads tomorrow.
4: Thank thanks, you. Harry. Bye. See you later. Cheers.
5: All the best, Harry. Cheers. Thanks, bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. I, I, this is probably... Well... I'm sure people were listening to that far up and thinking, what are the lads talking about? This is boring. And then, what an epic comeback. Unbelievable. Um,
1: I thought Gideon had it. I thought it was going to be... Because I had Tonkin for Gideon
3: when I was going to send it back to you. I was getting shades of Joey slaughtering people at roast on 5-0. Yeah. I
1: was, <laughs> go, I was going to say Tonkin for Gideon. I was like, no way. This is coming back. And I was sitting there because doing my hair for school, first day back in school. So I was sitting there and listening there and... I needed, she nearly pulled her own hair because she turned around and she goes
7: for <laughs> uh, I was
1: like I'm doing your hair when you were like for yeah
3: oh uh, great, yeah, the greatest Gideon, ever Gideon Gideon very very confident throughout very yeah. true, Very confident throughout he said he'll still get it he'll still get the win Greatest ever quiz comeback. That'll be mentioned the same breath as Arsenal and Newcastle for all. QPR, Partisan, Belgrade in the 60s. Since we're talking about quizzes, actually,
1: um, I was up watching Jaden's training and Longford in the same place. um, And just as James Dooner, James Dooner was walking by me and he kind of double looked and he goes, oh, I think he might recognise you from the quiz. Mm. And he was like, All right, Gar. I was like, Ah. What's the story? How's the quizzes? He goes, Fuck off, you. <laughs> so it's funny that we're on the topic of quizzes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, so Dun Dog 1 0 in Tala. And the team almost got it right. I text you, I thought we got it right, but we got Ferugia wrong. Ferugia was the
3: only one you got wrong. I put Ferugia right wing back, but I think I said at the time, I don't actually think he would start yeah, him. Wishful uh, thinking. It was wishful thinking. Other than that, I we think we're spot on. But yeah, Cabo, Finn, right wing back. Yeah. Uh, Cleary, Pigo. Uh, Grace were the, were the three, um, so yeah. The build up as well. Porky doing a bit of
1: media. This came on when we were in the car actually, and um, I think Porky's good. I like Porky in the media.
3: Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, I but think he's good. Aside from saying that the foreigner row was in the seventies, that was oh a gaff. My God, but um, other than that, he's alright. Yeah.
1: <sighs> I think we need to get them into the classroom, Rollstone, and give them an hour every day. So listen. <laughs> Error on the 70s. Get John Bourne and Martin in to to, to educate them. Um, So we beat Dundalk 1-0, Prof. We nearly got the team right. And... um, A minute's applause for Bobby Best and Jimmy Clark, of course. Fantastic stuff. And his grandson, Dylan, was one of the mascots.
3: Yep. This was... um, Really nice touch. Very nice touch. Um, This was actually my first game in Talla in six weeks. Because I missed the two... The Thursday-Sunday one with COVID. So... I hadn't been to Tala for a game itching. since Bradabik to defeat, itching. and um, so that means no one had seen me in six weeks. Players, staff, security, <laughs> receptionists, the beard, all of them, and then I come back with this beard. I got cast away from Tom Hanks <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> I was watching that and Little annoyed. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Brad's had to do a double take. It was, like, it was like, oh, <laughs> a couple of people didn't Why know. I'm feeling the beard, Prof. Why um, you in the beard. But yeah, honestly. The biggest talking point of the night was probably my beard. that like Pico just scar but prof as a beard? It's it's a bit of facial hair, folks. Though. It's a beard. You're but past
1: uh, the see you. You have a fine beard because you're past the mm. the pubic stage. But I don't think you had much of a pubic stage. You know when you're trying to grow, trying to grow my hair long as years ago. And it gets to a stage where it's messy. It's all over the place. You just give up. Mm-hmm. You're past the pubic stage. You're on the trimming stage you know, where We're gonna line it up. Line it up here. I was telling you about lining it up where you just get the razor and you make it line there mm. and line there. And then you wear a flat cap and you start going to jazz concerts. <laughs> and, uh, then, and then you made Don't think I'll be going to jazz
3: concerts. <laughs> I am starting to miss my upper lip. I am I forget what it feels like. Has, have you been... Has there much food been getting caught in it? I'm not even going to go into that. It's been... The Guinness. It's, it's been challenging, Gary. Oh, the Guinness just... It's a full-on moustache Guinness. <laughs> but... Um, I think like I've had little beards in work before but I think I've always shaves on a Friday before hours so yeah. like, no one is, everyone sees me just pure clean shaving so to go from this to the beard I get by peelbrick and stone <laughs> um I had a long overdue point in the abbo with Jim Conroy and his mate Johnny and Jimmy as always he'll, he'll give you some some stories well, this is a famous one so maybe this is my bad for not knowing this one uh, in 1955, a famous character called Jimmy Cripps. Rowers fan. So, Rowers beat Sligo 2-1. Um, I don't know if it was Milltown, was home or away. but Jimmy Cripps. Uh, Sligo got a controversial penalty, And the ball was put in a spot. And Stigl, the Sligo pair went up to take it. Jimmy Cripps ran on the pitch and booted the ball into the stands. <laughs> he was taken out by the guards. I just random I was fascinated by this story now that reminds me of do you remember Brazil played Zaire <laughs> oh I know this <laughs> <laughs>
1: and apparently they knew the rules but yeah. they were told if you come home without a win <laughs> I think it was um, oh god not Mugabe couldn't is
4: been this Mugabe. where the player just boots yeah, it yeah every know?
3: free kick just boots yeah. it <laughs> no walls, yeah. no nothing but there you go, Jimmy Cripps, who apparently used to shout, Come on, Shamrocks! <laughs> no, all the time. No, no, no. So it's not just the Americans, it's uh, this fellow back in the 50s. Um, so yeah, we had a good crowd there. 700 underage players and coaching in the East End, Jaden St. Francis
1: were there. A lot of good clubs. Um, did you know that we gave away all of our uh, Dublin Derby tickets for free this week? All of them for free? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We gave away about 2,000 for free. No demand for it whatsoever. That's the rumours on Twitter anyway, Mm Prof, It's unbelievable, isn't it? Great, great strategy. Big shout out to the ticket office as well. Um, This is fantastic. Getting kids hooked. Yeah, so the initiative, prof, Another one as well. See, these initiatives are great because they get the kids in and out of 700 kids, if 100 of them come back as regulars, 50 of them come back as regulars, it's it's a fucking win. It's a great win. So the next one is the Academy All Go Free. All the Rovers ones for Shell's 29th. Um keep an eye out, prof. We have another little project underneath our belts. Very, very cool. I haven't said that into you. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> no one talks about the new project. But it's coming. And uh keep an eye out for it. Excellent. It's all about building the culture and making it bit rovers and better match the experience for everybody. So um
3: yes. So yeah, we had three hundred and fifty or so on dock fans. Yeah, look good and they um, made a bit of noise. And we had some American football fans as well. Yeah, apparently
1: there was a lot of them looking to get in and looking to go to it. I don't know if there was a mix up of communication, but that type of thing. Do you remember there was a call out for the Germans we spoke about on the Ultras pod? A lot of Germans came over, they filled Talker Park. Mm. This is this goes back to the whole Ariel Helwani thing. Remember we tried to get Ariel Helwani over to Tala, but he was doing a weigh-in on Friday could have had all the Americans in we could have sold it out totally totally just bypassed me um, right we'll talk about the game Prof. first half under the cosh is not the word
3: well yeah we had Daryl Horgan on the left side causing problems we had Davies getting in behind Cavo way too often so oh, it was
1: torrents of attacks it was attack after attack after attack and at one stage it was I like a thought ten minute thought someone go down take the sting out of this Leon Manus go down someone go down I think there was one John Martin John Martin needs to score those that's an open goal That Hits one. the outside
3: of the post the cross comes in and it takes a little deflection but sits it up perfectly for Martin and how he doesn't score mm.
1: big shout out to um. Alamandis as well Alamandis had a very steady game and some good saves made a good yep. save in the first half as well kind of palmed
3: it and then picked it up himself There was in um, the second half as well which might be underrated but he just had he stood up tall yes and stopped the player getting through it excellent may look, may look simple but it was, it was crucial excellent stuff um, and he had another save second half as well we
7: also didn't
1: play too bad as well I think when Gaffney's on you can play a couple of ways with Gaffney Gaffney can drop deep and he can take it in and bring in the other wide players the Borks and the Boards that come around him or you can ping a ball in find a space I think that's when he's his most dangerous I think mm-hmm. when you find a bit of space on the right or the left and he's one on one even one on two
3: with defenders or centre half and a right full he, we, he, you don't know what he's going to do you love the one in the second half where he cuts across from the left no options uh, out of nowhere he makes a chance himself cracker of a left foot yeah, shot brilliant save by Shepard very yeah. very good goalkeeper well the first half he was true on goal foiled by the Lionsman's flag and then early second half was the one the disallowed goal um, which you were saying you watched the back he looked slightly off right
1: yeah he was he was we yeah. currently just dis- was telling you Prof I'm teaching Maya the offside rule, which she got it like that brilliant so she was like watching match of the day once again we were just watching TV and stuff like that getting ready for school and match of the day was on and she was like what is offside I was like oh here we go I'm actually I have to explain and I was thinking in my head do I know do I know what it is so candlesticks Candlesticks and socks. Socks were the, were the football. Socks were the football. Candlesticks were the players. And got it nailed on. And then we were watching the Rovers highlights. And she is adamant that the goal was offside for Gaffney. And when you do, and the ball is kicked, I think it was Bort who swung it in, he's a step offside. It's a very good call from the from the, mm. from the lino. So it was unfortunate. We were putting a bit of pressure on. But I think Bradzer deserves a bit of. Um, is Bradshaw deserves some credit for changing this up the tactical tweak second half he
3: addressed it to the problems
1: we were totally getting overrun in the middle it was scary how easy we were we were uh, to counter against because mm. every every time we had two of them in the middle our two, two midfielders were struggling to get back and then it was three on three and we were blessed to not go in one down or two down um, Clark on as a sub was a superb when he came on at right full and just showed what we haven't had in weeks Pace, power, and the ability to get up the pitch within seconds. Ah, in the space of ten so good, in the space he? of
3: ten fifteen minutes he showed us what, what we've been missing. Like you had the fullback books, like you say, he gets us forty yards up the pitch single handedly. He that is boys the most fouls in the league. That in not just League of Ireland anywhere, that is priceless, that ability. It's what we always talk about, how
1: how important and how much of an asset power and pace is. It's unbelievable. It's superb. So, um, the goal prof, we got to talk about the goal. So Watts was Watts was very good. Shout out to Watts. He stepped up. He played well. Um, I think he had to. He had no was, choice. Oh, there was calls for him to be subbed though just before the corner. I know. Yeah, and I had the issue that I had was the lack of midfield runners and and bodies. I te- felt we were very easily exposed in the middle. Took off. He took off Burt didn't he? Um,
3: uh, Barriscur. Had the injury towards the end, didn't he?
1: But, but the yeah. sub was off, and Poom came on. He put three in the middle, and it, it worked a three. There was no, we, we, I thought the last half hour was really comfortable. I didn't think we really were pushed bare when Sam Durant came on. Did you see the speed of that guy? <laughs> the young, nippy fella came on, and any other day he's going to make an impact, but he was really, really tricky to deal with. Great, what with the ball at his feet, but ultimately, um, Pico's header great ball in and I only hopped this afterwards how apt it was that he scored the winner against Dundalk yeah, I didn't it was like two it, days later and I was like Pico
7: scored the fucking
1: winner until like,
3: you said that I hadn't even
1: thought about that yeah because um, he was giving it the big one and and um the, on the car on the way home Jaden was like Is he really he was really celebrating hard wasn't he he really loved it and I was thinking yeah he was yeah 24 hours later I was like The racists
3: You woke up at 6 in the morning (laughs) Yeah Racism Racism (laughs) Um, I was a dead leg Bert had Which Brazzer says I can keep you out for a week um, Yeah He said he Was looking He said he recovered Throughout the week anyway So he's available Um, I remember
1: getting Deadners in school (laughs) horse.
3: Yeah Um, So that's two games In a row We scored from a set piece We had Pum and Talaga Park I said that to Brazzer afterwards He said not disappointed That we hadn't been scoring Set pieces for, for, for months yes and he is he is disappointed about our it. last one you um,
1: said was what was the last one I thought it was Shells Grace, Pico
3: Grace 3-2 against Shells well, or was it Pats Pats sorry yeah, Richie um, tell double Poem was actually very good when he came on Um another person who was taking a bit of criticism in recent weeks Um mm-hmm. Trevor as we said what he brought to him, that injection of pace Um Gary Brennan had this more of a random observation he says how has Manus and Doyle Doyle the ref he means I guess Yeah Not cop that they had the same kid on That is a conflict isn't it I think so It
1: is a conflict Yeah you can't be the same I'm surprised he didn't call it Now that would have been up For the
3: ref to make that decision So maybe he just mm. didn't bring a change of clothes By the way this is Doyle Who apparently According to the dog fans Gave us everything Everything I don't think he did I think he
1: was He wasn't as terrible as he normally is I find him The most flamboyant ref in the league You've the refs that used to wear the pink and he'd swagger around. Right. He's very, very flamboyant. I think he's one of the least
3: worst refs.
1: <laughs> That's a good compliment. Yeah. Niall, you're not the worst. <laughs> uh, 6,000 in attendance, prop, and a brilliant reaction yeah. to the team and the players at the end of the game. A real ugly win. Ugly win. Played to go football, but ultimately scraping it.
3: Grounded out a little bit, you you, you could say. And we should we should mention the Olders too. They were non-stop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Big shout out to them. Last couple of weeks they've been superb, superb. I think once again podcast assist, prof. Since, oh, since are, the pod, are we this one? Ever? Since the pod, ultras have been brilliant. Since that <laughs> mo- that that fateful night in Pempez's shed, we will literally take credit for anything. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, this was our first Friday night game in Tala since June. Um, there you go. Um, there was a mad headline after the game. I couldn't I couldn't see which paper it was. It Looks like maybe the star or Mirror or Sun. And it goes. It looks all but Rover. <laughs> <laughs> there was no change in the table. <laughs> it's still four points with oh, eight games God, left. That's a real hungover
1: headline. He's like, oh shit, forgot the headline.
3: Like some mental headline. Um, yeah, like I said, Dundalk fans not happy. There was one at the end. Was it? Was a Cleary? It was like an injury time, and. Cleary and the player were kind of climbing on top of each other but someone put it up on Twitter without showing the lead up they just showed they clipped at three seconds they where, were all over each other yeah
1: there was scrap before at the time
3: I thought no that's a free against us but, I was, but if you see the whole clip um, <coughs> also goes back to
1: friend of the show Kieran Stafford mentioning that total run-ins are horrific
3: yeah, he said that all along. He it's said, horrific. He said, give me winning at a candor any time. And I, I'm inclined to agree with him. Although... This weekend has me all over the show. I refuse to actually think about it. I just... I don't want to... Now, um, don't
1: forget, there is a bet on the table. There's three wins, three home wins. Which would ultimately be brilliant. Because you're going to have a Dundalk win. You're going to have a Shells win. hopefully, Shells, Shells are home to and Dundalk, home to the the draw or mm-hmm. Derry... Uh, also home the Bows, if you want if you want to manifest a, good, a couple of good results for us but um it's it's the most hotly contested weekend of football in a long time
3: yeah um what I was saying was when when you've a title run in you get your Gaffney 3-2 last minute follies and they're sensational but you, you don't want to think about them going the wrong way either so uh, it was the 2021 uh, I remember going to Richmond Park uh, behind closed doors though, wasn't it um, the, the, the this last, was the one with the last a small gang of fans behind the in the four probs yeah, yeah. oh do you remember that there was an old goal yeah yeah and we'd essentially like we were 12 points clear with four or five games left so the league was essentially over um, give me that <laughs> I'll
1: take that thank yeah, you Please. Thanks. thank you Right, okay, so Bork being sub-prof, so um, I don't mind this. It depends on the context The context of it, depends on how angry he gets. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it was a strop. It wasn't aimed at the manager. It was because he was getting taken out because he wanted to stay on. He's playing very well as well, but listen...
3: He's, ha- he's had this reaction many times over yeah. the years, and it's never like resulted in... Bad performances on the pitch, bad attitudes. Absolutely,
1: yeah. I wouldn't look too much into it, but mm. Brad's quote is, "Is part of what makes him brilliant. The hunger and desire to want to play, that's Graham. We all know him and understand him, so we're not going to gain anything if we're going to try and change him. He's one of the best players in the country and a brilliant teammate. We just have to give him that 30 seconds to be Graham, and then he would come back with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And by all accounts, he was smiling after the game, mm. and nothing led... Into after the pitch or after the game you could say so
3: yeah when he was asked by journals Bradley just laughed and said it's just, it's just Graham. Um meanwhile we had a Steve O'Donnell interview uh, so, someone compared this to uh, Charity and Nicholas trying to make that awful joke have you ever seen a man twist his body so much to try and make a joke about a pitch can, can we actually um,
1: just comment on him because at one stage and it was I was just thinking after the game and I was thinking to myself out of the corner of my eye because we're in the south stand and out of the corner of my left eye every so often I just see flailing arms and oh I was yeah and I'm thinking I didn't think any note of it at the time because you're engrossed in the game and then at one stage he did um what was Booker T he used to spin around yeah on, in his like on his on his foot he, used to, he stood a full spin circle and I was like it's this of serious like it's the most animated performance from any coach I've
3: ever seen the one that made me laugh was he, he threw, kind of threw the cap up in the air and it came back down again <laughs> didn't see it, was like, it was like Mr Burns coaching the the nuclear power plant team with all his signals <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> um, it was very yeah, he was trying to make a point about oh everyone says uh, like we play on the worst pitch in Ireland Um you do? I'm like he was saying well here we are playing on Tada, and we're playing go football. You it lost. was it was a very <laughs> awkward argument, and yes, he lost. I don't know what the yeah, um, I don't know what he
1: was trying to get at there. Really, they were good though, and I told you this before the game. I yeah. said I think they will come and play, and they are they're getting better. So
3: yes. home um, streak stat prof. Well, before that we had uh, Bows and dairy. We had a we had a Desmond two, which I think everyone would have taken beforehand, <laughs> um, but it was actually delayed by what thirty. 40 minutes so even by the time I was doing the interviews with Bradzer and Gaffney it was still going it was still like an injury time um but yeah no I think that was an ideal result a draw there well
1: well well prof hold on looking through the script here and I don't see any mention of the last man standing that's because it's irrelevant I want to know who you picked
3: I didn't pick anyone, and I want to know what
1: time you text Lavella trying to
3: pick one. I didn't pick anyone because <laughs> I didn't open that bleeding chat for a week, and then Friday came. and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm getting that long, am I?" Honestly, it couldn't. You, you cannot write this saga. Don't go away with your Alua knock me out, right? Because they were one nil down. First of all, I didn't pick them. Second of all, they were losing one nil, and Alua scored a leg. Alua had a part in knocking you out. No if it had
1: been a late honestly equaliser. I swear it was so it was so good and then I saw him walking down the road
3: again and I was like alright Tommy what's up pal although we're I'd, back mates although I did say to the veil I just said oh I forgot to pick someone didn't I and I was like so I'm getting that loan yeah home to Wexford and I checked the score and I said to him and I said was going to score and it's going to be 2-0 <laughs> he, t- he showed me straight
1: away and yeah. I texted him Then the mess group was like who's you pick prof <laughs>
3: Yeah I said this before Didn't I When I lose a life Early on I just lose interest I'm, I'm like, gone out of Glamour already gone.
1: Gone. I picked the Arsenal Due to I just
3: become so Dispirited when I lose a life right. so um, We had Declan Devine Wearing the balls boo's boy Boo Boys shirt um, And someone said Can you imagine Brad's wearing An older shirt yeah, on, no, on, I don't think he will,
1: Obviously, it makes him appealing, mm. doesn't it? it? kind of appeals, makes him a mm. fan favourite type thing. I get that, I get that.
3: Uh, Pats won 1-0 at UCD. Pat Smith, or UCD missed three great chances, hit yeah. the post. Pats scored with their only shot on target.
1: I had them in the LMS, and I've gone for the Drogs this week against UCD at home, which I think I'm possibly regretting now. I was going to go Wexford, but I forgot I already picked Wexford against Harps, because Harps are atrocious. Fin- Wexford have won the last three on the trot. Um. It's getting tough now. The cup, This one is a... There's going to be a few scalps. People are going, go away to Longford. Longford aren't looking too bad. Didn't Longford beat them earlier in the season? I wouldn't be going anywhere. I wouldn't be playing anyone. I wouldn't be picking anyone away to Longford, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got to pick your away picks really towards the end, you know, and you got to go for the tap-ins, but you got to look a week forward as well. Love it. I love last match down there. Great, Kirk.
3: Um. So the whole... The, the stats, which I uh, teased last week and then I said the Bradshaw it's a bit of a quirky one you know me. I mean it's not like it's not an undefeated streak and it's not a 500 goal one but it's a club record it's very relevant as well uh, I think it's kind of a cool one so going into the match we had scored in each of our last 42 home league matches going back to Sligo beat us in Tallah 1-0 in May 2021 so Sligo are still the last Irish opposition team to keep a clean sheet in Tallah the ones we've drawn a Bank since then have been, you know, Flora, French Virus, Blick, all yeah. Europe. So that made it 43. The record had been 42 from 1954 to 1958. Uh, 40 of those games were at Milltown, two were at Tulka Park. For some reason, they were home. Two home games. So that is the record we have scored in 43 consecutive home league matches. All-time club record.
1: The prof.
3: With uh, the stats. Uh, got an old smile out of Brazzer. who approves of the beer, by the way. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling says, you, man. Says he likes
1: you. the beer. You're going to be smoking cigarettes with yeah. a filter. <laughs> You're going to be dimly lit jazz clubs. Um,
3: definitely, it's on the way. Before Brazzer, it was like, you know, the players go out the, the little entrance after the match. And uh, Leon had left. Like, he was out the gate. And then he came back in again. And he was like... I love the beard by the way <laughs> <laughs> So I got Leon's approval Is he from
1: yeah. like downtown Brooklyn? He's <laughs> from uh, Nigeria uh. So yeah second quiz coming up um, We've got Dan Cleary And we've got Greener
4: Welcome back to questions from the East And the podcast quiz I'm Harry Moore your quiz master for the last 16 And our next matchup is between Aaron Green and Dan Cleary So welcome lads Thanks,
7: Thanks Harry. Harry Thank you
4: um, so at the end of last Friday's game the fans were chanting bring on the Bows. are we both looking forward to Friday's derby
7: yeah uh, obviously
5: it's a it's a massive game um, it's a huge game obviously the Dublin derby and bowers Bulls is probably the biggest game in the country so um, I'm definitely looking forward to it and I know all the lads are as well yeah and what uh,
7: Dan said really Harry yeah, that a it- Probably the only games in Taller Stadium that we look forward to in terms of, we know our fans are going to be all there in the south standards I just spoke to you about, but it's going to be a massive game. Two teams up top end of the pitch, top uh, top half of the table, excuse me. So um, I think it would be a really good game and one that we're definitely looking forward to.
4: I'm myself looking forward to it too. But um, So here's the rules for the quiz. The first player to get five correct answers, wins and advances into the quarterfinals. I'll take turns asking you questions, switching between football and general knowledge, and you have 20 seconds to respond. If your answer is wrong, then your opponent is allowed to steal. The prof is here, as always, to keep score. If neither Aaron nor Dan can reach five points after we've gone through our entire pool of 20 questions, then whoever is ahead at the time is declared the winner. If it's still somehow a draw in the end, I have a question... Here for you, which will be used as a tiebreaker, it also determines who gets to go first, which could be an advantage like a coin toss in a penalty shootout. So here's your tiebreaker question. Whoever gets it right or whoever is the closest to the number goes first. So Dan, you tell us your answer, then we'll hear Aaron's. So the question is, how many League Cups, last known as the EA Sports Cup, have Rovers won since the competition began in the 1970s?
5: Do we need a pen here? Yeah.
4: No. And um, not. Yes, Dan. Dan.
5: Well, we need to give an answer here. Yeah.
4: Yeah, just 20 yeah,
5: seconds. Probably 12.
4: Okay. Over to you, Aaron. i
7: go toward Dan.
4: You're both incorrect. The answer is two. So, Dan, you'll go first <laughs> as you're the closest to the answer. <laughs> um, It's the two. one cup that we haven't. Yeah, we, we haven't won many of it. It's the one cup that we haven't. Um. Okay, so, Dan, you're going to start. Harry Kane scored a brace on his home debut for Bayern Munich against which club? <clears throat> Stokeard That is incorrect So it's over to you Aaron
7: I watched it I flicked in between an Osberg stars now. That
4: is correct 1-0 Aaron Well done It is Osborne indeed Okay Chance to make a 2-0 Greener Two former Rovers players Faced off in League 1 Last weekend Name both players And clubs
7: Danny Mandrew Lincoln Andy Lyons Blackpool
4: Correct 2-0 um now the next two questions here Prof cheekly put cheeky um put in so Dan Turman Fecken is a village in which Irish county
0: mm. Galway <laughs>
4: That's incorrect so it's over to you greener Leadroom, also incorrect. Uh, county loud up
7: there. That's, I can't even now, say. The next one.
4: <laughs> In which Irish county would you find Bastardstown? Is this me? Yeah, this is for you, Aaron. Waterford, incorrect. So it's over to you, Dan. Uh, Limerick. Also incorrect. It's County Wexford. Glad um, <laughs> that's over with, though. <laughs> okay, yeah. Next one. This is for you, Dan. Yeah. Which club has the best defensive record in the League of Ireland Premier Division with 19 goals conceded? This season? Yep. Mm-hmm. Best defensive record.
0: Dirty
4: Incorrect So Aaron Chance to steal
7: I'm going to say Shells
4: That's correct Well done Greener no, That's no your no point 3-0 Greener
5: What 5 1-5 of 5,
0: to five
4: yeah. yeah Stan you need to get Back into this Greener yeah, The last rovers Bows Derby In Tallis Stadium That ended In a draw Was in what year
7: Gonna say I'm gonna say the year you started supporting the club that we we're talking about earlier, Harry, 2016. I'm
4: um, sorry, that is incorrect. So it's over to you, Dan.
5: Last time there was a draw.
4: Well,
7: it was actually at, at that stadium. game. It was in
5: Tallinn It was at that game. Um it was twenty twenty.
4: I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> really close twenty twenty one when we drew one one. Oh. Richie tal scored in that game.
7: Oh, um, wow, he was way off. That's some Richie, yeah. Richie torn to air fans.
5: <laughs> Bowe's scored. Uh, the
4: sh- the yeah, The shot that um, the Liam, Liam Bowe scored, didn't he? Um, I'm not sure. He could he have. I think score, he was yeah. playing for Bowe's at the time. Yeah. Um, which he did yeah. score a goal, though the keeper probably should have saved, so he got away with that one. <laughs> um. Okay. But um, Dan, what is the square root of 121 11. That is correct. Well done, Dan. Got a point back there. Comebacks on. Um, Greener, which instrument is used to look at stars? Microscope. No. Over to you, Dan.
5: What instrument?
4: Yeah. It's to use. Telescope. That is correct. Well done, Dan. Another point for you there. Here's a chance to level it, I think. 3-3. Um, Who, oh no, sorry, Franz Beckenbauer and which Frenchman have won World Cup as both captain and manager? So you just need to name the Frenchman here, Dan.
5: The Frenchman who's won the World Cup? The World Cup
4: Cup as captain and coach. Franz
5: Beckenbauer and coach.
3: Honestly,
4: I honestly don't know Can't even give
3: you a name But um Do you give up Dan? Do you have an
4: answer? Yeah.
7: No No name no, was done. up there so Okay Over oh, to oh. you Greener Oh my god Don't tell me I'm after his name Oh my god Thank Deschamps BDA Deschamps
4: That is correct Well done ah.
3: Aaron it's
4: It all is indeed Yeah,
3: yeah that's
4: 4-2 yep 4-2 next question this for the uh, win Aaron, um, yeah this is for the win Aaron where was the 2010 World Cup held Russia that's incorrect they hosted it in 2018 so over to you Dan
7: oh. South
0: Africa
4: that's correct well done one for you, place. Dan.
0: Okay, the
4: this one this one's for oh, you yeah. again. Um whose picture did Sinead O'Connor rip up on live TV on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> um The Pope. Correct. Well done, Dan. Four <laughs> four. Next four point, point wins. Okay. Aaron, chance to win it. Let's
0: go,
7: boy. In
4: what decade was Madonna born?
7: Fifties. Oh,
4: yes, Greener, that is correct. You are what the next Round.
7: Madonna is well done, Aaron.
4: <laughs> Congratulations, Greener, into the quarterfinals. no way
7: Madonna is seventy-three, but it's gone. <laughs> Really? Yep. Yeah. What year well was done, you born? Green-
4: um, I don't actually know, but it was already! Ah, come on now,
7: you
4: can be giving the year <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I One asked the question what decade? Not what year. I'll
0: let you
4: out uh, of <laughs> um, What was I
7: flying 4 Chase, what a yeah. game.
4: Mm, brilliant game. Um, yep, so Greener, you're into yep. the next round. We have two more ties to play after this. Um Dinner V, Johnny Kenny, and Jack V uh, Rory.
3: Just on Madonna, uh, she's born in 1958, so she's 65 years old. I knew that. Hey, I knew she was down. born in
7: 1958, Carlo. I just knew it. <laughs> knew that all day.
0: Great. Really? Now you
5: have Jack on the end of the bed there with a laptop. <laughs> yeah.
7: the <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> Jack's there with a sign just <laughs> Jack, <laughs> under the bed, get under the bed. <laughs> uh, uh, that was very good. Thanks, Harry. How'd you get the Pope one? We hadn't a really clue about that. Did you it's watch
5: that? seen a, a clip of it when she did that one. Oh. I ripping open.
7: Really good, Harry. Thanks for having us both. Great questions.
0: Help Thanks, on. Harry.
4: Thanks a million lads. Thank Even, you. Um, good luck on Friday. Thanks, Thanks very much, buddy. See you later.
1: Yeah, so another cracker of a quiz. Cracker of a quiz. Outrageous stuff, bro.
3: This this was a doozy. I quite enjoyed this. But... If
1: this does not turn McNair nothing will.
3: I think McDerry is unturnable. He just refuses quality, quality listening. Did he explain this whole podcast system? Was that off air on air? He, he, has, he has a thing where he has an app which fast forwards any wasted air. Dead air. So say you and I asked a player a question and say two three seconds passed. The app removes that three seconds. So a this, this is a man who has no time to waste. So he will not listen yes. to these quizzes. Jesus! So um, he's condensing everything down. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I know it was a great quiz and I loved it. But the highlight for me was Dan Dan Cleary uh, shows up a bit late. And Greener, by the way, Greener was just chatting away to Harry Moore, and Greener would have talked for an hour if we'd let him he He was just he he thought harry was a great kid and they were just having having a chat about rovers it was it was really cool to watch um so then he gets a text from dan saying i'm just in the shower come out now dan cleary pops up on the zoom right out of the shower so he's no shirt on ivan drago (laughs) a greeter goes ivan drago uh so yeah the first ever shirtless quiz contestant on uh, questions from the East End and I'd say Harry was a talker train that Rose on after the players are loving him
1: 100% yeah. absolute star in the making prof but what a humdinger of a of a quiz I went back and forth again <sighs> brilliant brilliant absolutely love it um, I love the Dan Greener knew. with the microscope he's not going to live that one down
3: that was schoolboy era that one microscope uh, I like that Dan knew the Nate O'Connor one That was yeah that was yeah that
1: was pretty cool yeah but yeah that's it for another quiz what sets it up now prof what have we got left we have two quizzes left we have Roy Gaffney
3: versus Jack Byrne and we have Johnny Kenny versus Dylan Watts and once we complete those two plan on there in the boat next week well there's no game next week so that's up in there if there's a podcast but we'll air both them at the same time and then we will reveal the quarterfinal matchups as well so
1: it is coming prof it's a cracker um, predictions We should do a prediction actually We're going to do a prediction We'll, we'll do it on, on Instagram soon enough When we get to the semis right We'll see who's going to win Do it from the quarters Yeah From the quarters From the predict, quarters on
3: Predict the So it's 4 two, one Yeah Those so 7 results
1: Absolutely We'll do it We'll do it a poll So whenever you are doing the quiz I'll put it up on mm. Instagram So Armstrong v. Bazunu And Mandrew versus Lyons In the Championship And League 1 scale Started for Celtic So the conveyor belt talent is continuing that was one of the questions wasn't it it was um, you sent me that one. That, was, that was a good one. you can tell Greener keeps an eye on he's straight off the bat with it wasn't he yeah. he um, Mandrew also took a penalty in the shootout against Premier Division Sheffield United and he went through yeah. on penals last night
3: and in West Ham next is
1: it no I didn't see the draw if, if that's it it'd be great for Upton Park it'd be a great experience um, Rory Gaffney won the Close Player of the Year Awards August beating Dan Cleary 1% a handful of votes in it I think R- Rory's, mm. p- um, Rory's performance sorry against Dundalk mm. might have nipped him for him personally mm. I thought Cleary got
3: it I went for Cleary myself um, yeah so only 1% in it uh, very very the close. biggest vote at Shamrock Robbers this week <laughs> the Player of the Month poll the Player of the moon Paul. I am a cross show. <laughs> uh, make sure this by the time you're hearing this, it's Friday. I hope you've got your proxies in on time. Absolutely. I hope you will show up on Saturday and demand for your brick in the wall. It's time, people. That I think that'll happen. That's a good thing. It's definitely a good
1: thing, and it's a nice gesture to get the council involved. You can do in the roadstone 100%, a lovely, lovely thing. Nice gesture. And, definitely. The, and the ice machine. And the ice machine. <laughs> Um, the women are back, prof, and new signings as well. Tegan Ruddy highly rated defender from Swiss
3: side FC Sion Yeah, so it was an eight-nil win at home to Colchester. Double Tonkin, double Tonkin over the ones who need a lift to Colchester. <laughs> uh, so after a fifty-five day break, were you there? Um, I was there, yeah. Who had a Clester jersey? Did anyone have a cluster jersey on? Um, no, I actually, actually had a big big enough following. Down, did down did, the you, end of did the, you try and get a cluster jersey? I didn't, no. Um, I presume most of our fans got in either with a Robbers or an Ireland shirt. So, yeah, 8-0. Got off to a flying start. Abby taking only three minutes. home homecoming from the World Cup. Uh, three minutes of score. She ended up scoring four times she was she was a class apart on the oh, day and yeah, um, the third goal that was the pick of the bunch that was that was a beaut the first goal was a absolute howler hmm. i mean bad one it was taibi level and the goalkeeper yeah didn't cover herself in glory garrett uh the seventh goal i think about as well <coughs> uh, a bad mistake so yeah, we had goals like I said. Four from Abby, We had Jamie Thompson. We had Joy Ralph for the goal on the debut. We had Leo Leary, Stephanie Zambra completing the route. And um, double tonk. Yeah, Leah was interviewed by Hannah, making her SRFc TV debut. So great to see Hannah. On it's a great uh, angle
1: on social really, media. isn't it? Isn't it yeah. brilliant angle getting the kids
3: involved? Yeah. Um, the mic didn't record properly for Cody, so we had to go full pats on that one with this. The questions come up on the screen and then Cody answer him. That that wasn't. That's, oh not, pats that's not. That's not something we're going for. That's just. That was just a necessity because a technical issue. But yeah, that was the the Rowers women's team who are away to Cork in the league next up, and then the cup quarter final draw was made, and it's Cork away again. Cork away is a tough draw of the cup. Yeah, although they're they're bottom of the league, so technically it's the easiest. Draw, we did top them on,
1: in tally, I think.
3: But his turns cross so. And just a quick one on European results. We had Blick, our Champions League conquerors. They went to Macedonia and won 1-0 in the first leg. Um, now, this is Thursday as we record here. These games are still going on. But you'll know the second leg results by the time you hear this. But uh, at the moment, they're in the balance. So, uh, Klaxvik won all at home to Sheriff of Moldova. So, i would be interested. Well, Klaxvik already guaranteed conference groups. Even if they lose this, it's crazy. What this is, about this it. is the Reach Europa League groups,
1: yep. Um, yeah, so, um, Prof Marcus Poum called up for Estonia's Euro qualifiers with Sweden and Belgium. And Pico's in the Cape Verde squad for their Afghan qualifier against Togo as well. The Blue Sharks have secured their place next January's tournament in Ivory Coast, so Pico might skip this one, you know, stay here for the title run, <laughs> see how we get on. Um, you're looking forward to your interviews with him as well, prof. Yeah, Afcon exploits. Afcon exploits, that's a bit of it. Oh.
3: You like that? We can we can use a hashtag there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my Zoom interviews with him from uh, mad parts of Africa. Dodgy Wi Fi. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those <laughs> chats. <laughs>
1: Richie Carroll has been appointed supporters, liaison officer for Rover. So great fella. Richie has been involved in the club a long, long time. He'll be he's ever present in the shop and um, he's serving as a bridge between the fans and the core operations of the club. Their mission is clear. Uh, to ensure fans enjoy a great matching experience, both at home and away, the position first conceived of in Germany was later adopted by UEFA, incorporated into the European football, subsequently becoming a part of the FAI licensing framework and SLO's role is distinct from security aspects. Their primary duty is to cultivate trust and establish respect, r- respectful relations by consistently engaging with the entire fan base. So congratulations to Richie and all yep. the
3: best in his new role. Richie's a great guy yeah long time volunteer so if you have any questions to him about or for him about his new role slo at shamrockarvis.ie mm, so you can contact away. him about match day issues like security or general neutral toilets or
1: Hooper specials not having <laughs> enough curry sauce right so Prof Academy results all, all three sides now push on to the cup semi final so a 2-1 win in the end of McGill under-19 cup for the lads. Great win. 2-1. And a 2-1 win down in Mount Hawk Park. Sean Rovers under... Oh, we got prof, under 17s, yeah. And then we have the under-15s. Yep. A 4-1 win at home to Cove. So everybody progresses. All good stuff.
3: All through the next round. And, yeah, well done to our 2010 born team. Winners of the All-Ireland Champions Cup last weekend 4-1 win over Cliftonville
1: yep. Champagne Football in Walkinstown Park Prof Glemelore Robert started off the new season with an 8-2 win under mm. New Gaffer
3: he went 8-0 up George
1: Radford and 8-0 up um, no messing around <laughs> some Champagne Football Kieran Stafford's been pulled out of retirement Prof to pull the strings oh, back with, with the some assists. willing runners up front so uh, unfortunately I think they went to 2-1 down in their next game so mm-hmm. uh, mixed emotions for the start of the season for Glamour, but they're looking very trim prof looking trim.
3: I didn't catch what team they beat A2 put them. Um, apparently their goalkeeper they had to change their goalkeeper three times during the game.
1: I think someone had said at one stage you letting it go and someone goes get out
3: <laughs> get out. He kept taking goal kicks while the ball was moving. Yeah. <laughs> and the ref had to keep pulling them up on it. He's like,
1: you know you have to it can't be moving. <laughs> ball can't be moving. Right, yes, prof. So Danny Murphy up next. Former left full, one season, wonder with us, and it's Danny Murphy.
6: We're joined now by former Cork City and Shamrock Rovers fullback, Danny Murphy, and he's currently head of women's football at City, where Rovers will travel to this Sunday at Turner's Cross. Welcome to the podcast, Danny.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
6: You started your youth career at West Ham United before moving across London to join Queen's Park Rangers. You signed a two-year professional contract on your 17th birthday, and made your debut against Chesterfield under manager Ian Holloway. Going on to make 24 league and cup appearances over the following two seasons. So how do you look back at your time at Loftus Road?
2: Yeah, no, it's really enjoyable. Um I, I had some good, really good coaches at youth level with at QPR. So I had like a Gary Waddock, who was an Ireland International, and um Warren Neil was there, and they were they were really good for me in terms of Warren was a fullback. So it was really good in terms of helping me progress my career and the things I needed to work on. But, yeah, I had a great time there and I played with some really good players and still, like I'd say, that friends that I've still mates with now. And it's been, it was a great experience.
6: You had three spells with Cork as a player and you were a much-loved member of that league-winning team in 2005, becoming known as the Cockney Rebel. What are your best memories of playing in that side?
2: Oh, got quite a lot of good memories. Um, some probably the ones, probably when we won the league against Terry last game of the season in the, uh, the old shed end at Turner's Cross. I think that's something that you never forget. And doing it on the last day of the season against the team who were coming down to win the league and only needed a point, and we needed to get three points to win. It was even better.
6: But Cork were a club in crisis in 2010 and you followed Dan Murray to Rovers. What was it like meeting Michael O'Neill and what was he like to work with?
2: Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I had a good few conversations with Michael like towards the end of the season before and we had quite some lengthy conversations on what he wanted to do and where he wanted to take the club. And, you know, it was exciting to listen to him and hear where he wanted to go of it. And then, you know, the way things turned out at Cork, it, it was a decision I had to make and, I had to go to some show at Rovers and myself and Dan, you know, come and joined and it was brilliant playing for him. And, you know, as we came up there, we helped win the league that year and it was a really good experience for myself and, you know, and, and for Dan as well, I'd say.
6: You had to compete with a young Ender Stevens at left-back, but you still started 23 league games. You mentioned in other interviews that you loved the Bowers game for the atmosphere. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I think um, when I first come to Rovers, I don't think the players were... Uh, too keen on me from the seasons before when I played against them and um, I'd say that after my probably the way I played in the Bowes game probably showed people what I was probably really about as a person in terms of like I was probably um, I would say I get on well with a lot of people off the pitch but I didn't really want any friends on the pitch and that was just the way I liked to play and I think that that was probably the one standout game for me that really made me a part of the team and made people realise what I was about.
6: Was it hard travelling up and down from Cork all the time?
2: Yeah, it was difficult. I just had a baby. Well, I didn't have the baby. My girlfriend had just had a baby at the time and uh, it was very difficult, you know, travelling up and down. So I was kind of coming up to train and driving back down after and we'd stay the odd night here and there. And it, it was difficult. It was hard. And especially when you got a newborn as well, it was probably not great timing for me in terms of, going to Shamrock Rovers in terms of having a child and the travel. But, you know, it, it, I wouldn't say it, it was a bad experience from that from that point of view. It is something that you had to learn to deal with and be able to, you know, still perform on the pitch.
6: The Rovers women's team played in monsoon-like conditions last Saturday in Tala. Can you describe what it was like playing against Juventus in Modena when the heavens opened and witnessing that famous Del Piero free kick?
2: Yeah, uh, that was... That's definitely something I'll never forget. Um, the, the weather that day was unbelievable. I've never seen rain like it. And, and I in and we're in Cork, and it rains here every day. But for me, like that—that's probably the wall. The pitch was just waterlogged, and the build-up to the game. It may not be going ahead and going ahead, and maybe moving it back another day. And it was the whole everything around it was really different to something you're probably never going to experience again as a player but I mean look that free kick is something that I still show my little boy that now and like we we were well in the game and had chances to probably win the game but when someone scores like that you've just got to turn around and it's just a class above everyone else.
6: You came on as a sub on the last day of the season up right as Rovers clinched the league title the second medal of your career. What do you remember of that night? And was it a relief as well as pure joy in the end to win it after what had happened in the previous few weeks?
2: Yeah, no, I think it was pure joy of winning it. And I I probably, with Rovers, felt the pressure of actually winning it more than when I was in Cork. Um, There was a big expectation of the way the season went for us. And towards the end, we kind of didn't perform to the level we could have and we wasn't really picking up the results we should have done and had a few bad performances. But like, I think that the pressure on that day in Bray and it weren't great conditions. If I can remember the pitch wasn't great and we had to really dig in and get the result that we needed.
6: What do you remember about this sporting Fingal game? Did you think that the league was gone?
2: Um, I didn't think it, we didn't think it was gone. We knew that we'd slipped up, um, but we we still believed that, you know, we, we had, we had some really good players in that team. Like we had a really strong side and we knew that we, could put results together to get back in a chance of winning it. And it just depending on how other, how other teams done around us.
6: Do you remember Gary Twigg, Stephen Bradley and F- Paflin in particular celebrating with the trophy at the Carlisle, Gr- Carlisle Grounds? Or which characters in the dressing room were your favourites?
2: Um, I think there was there was a good few in the dressing room. Um, I think um, flinney Fli- 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 was definitely a character. Uh, I would say Chris Turner was a big character. Um in the dress room very big character Gary was as well um, but there was quite a few of us in there that were like that and we had quite a good bond in terms of as a group Stephen Bradley obviously Graham Barrett was another one was a big character in the dress room so we had people in there that you know after games when it didn't quite go well we could hold each other accountable but then at the same time we we were, we all got on
6: But then you wanted to return south to be nearer to your family did you part ways with the club on good terms?
2: Yeah, no, I did. Um, I I spoke with Michael and like uh, it was difficult, as I said before, with the travelling up and down and it became a little bit harder and, you know, with, you know, his get, child getting that bit older and you're needing daycare and all the other little bits that come with it, it became a little bit more difficult for me getting up and down and being away a little bit. So I think myself and Michael had a good chat and we, we ended on good terms and it was the right decision for me at that moment in time in terms of for my my family life but um, now I would have obviously liked to you know potentially played in Europe the next season and had this, been a part of the success that they had
6: So when you returned as Cork City women's boss a little over a year ago you were a popular choice having gained your UEFA B licence and you'd coached women's football for six years including two at Welling United what were the differences did you find there and that there were between coaching women and men?
2: um I think it, that there is there's obviously a difference in terms of coaching women men. You, you you probably have to deal with a lot more things outside of football than you do with the men's like I would say there's other other things you have to deal with in terms of the women's game I think that um girls listen better <laughs> they want to learn and they ask loads of questions um whereas boys are do things 100 miles an hour and completely mess it up but I think the difference to me is, is um, when I came from Welling, I actually started the girls' side of the club up. There was nothing there before, so a lot of work had gone into, you know, putting all the infrastructure in place and getting it to where it was, and I was probably doing a lot more other things than just coaching it. Welling. It was, you know, everything was, I had to do all the match day stuff, and I was more like a, a general manager as well as a coach at Welling, and Whereas coming to Cork was a chance to just be the manager and just be the coach. And, you know, obviously there's things we've implemented ourselves that we wanted to change in terms of when we come. And I think that I've probably been able to do a lot more, worry a lot more about the team's performance and improving the individual players than having to worry about the stuff that goes on off the pitch.
6: You never lost your London accent, but you said at the time that you were delighted to move back to Leeside because you spent a lot of your life in Cork and your granddad is from Kinsale. So was that link always there?
2: Yeah, no, it's always been there. I mean, I'd say there's some words that you might get out of me that probably have a little bit of Cork in them, but um, no, I, I, for, I don't know how I haven't lost my accent because it is Cork's quite a strong accent. So, um, no, look, I always kind of could see myself living in Ireland and living in Cork. Um, I've got a lot of family here and I spent a lot of my childhood here as a kid, so I could always see myself being back here.
6: You were in doubling yourself last Saturday as Cork beat Town year Rangers 5-0 in the first round of the Cup at Richmond Park. City also had a good run to the semifinals of the All-Island competition, so are you hoping that helps lift your team off the bottom of the table now in the next few weeks?
2: Yeah, no, 100% we really hope it does. I mean, we've we've had some really good performances this year and we've had some performances that we, as a group, are not too proud of, Um, and... We've just been very. We've we just got to get consistency and performance, and then the results will come. Um, you know, we the, the All island Cup was brilliant for us. It was a we we, we done really well in it, and we're really starting to hit some good form. And then we had the break, and it kind of set us back a little bit. But then going back into the cup game this weekend, I I do feel the cups very different to the league. I think there's a an added pressure of the league, and I think we maybe feel that a little bit more than we do in the cup. Um, and it's something we've got to try and replicate our cup form in, in the league games
6: The last time Rovers and Cork met it was a 5-0 win for the Hoops in Tallah back in May what do you think of this Rovers side?
2: No I think they're strong I think that they, you've got good players all over the pitch I think um, Colley's obviously recruited very well and he's um, he's got a good selection of players in, probably has two or three players in every position so competition for places is very strong um, I think that we were we were very good the first half against um, Rovers when we played them and in the second half we we made one or two mistakes that led to a goal and we didn't punish them in the first half to put them on the back foot a little bit more and it, it gave them always gave them the opportunity to get back in the game whereas you know when you get uh, opportunities against the better teams, you've got to go and actually punish them with them opportunities so that they it's difficult for them to get back into it.
6: There were two League of Ireland players in Ireland squad in Australia, both were Rovers. What do you think the legacy of the World Cup will be for this country, and will the women's game get stronger because of it? Do you feel?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think the league's improved a lot this season already compared to last year. I think that teams are getting stronger and stronger as this, as the weeks go on in the league. I think that um, you know the girls going to play, getting Ireland call ups and actually playing parts in the games, and would say done a decent performances when they played that. It'll only stand to this league, and you know I think it already shows with the amount of English clubs having an interest in players over here that people are starting to see the quality is here, and that it needs investment from the powers that be. Like you know, it, you know, look, let's be honest. You know, if you're going to go into it and you're going to have a full time setup like you know, Shamrock Rovers, then you need to have it needs to have investment. But it needs to have investment from the league and from the people in the, in the country who want to see the game grow. And you know, like you the harsh realities. is if you win a league in the women's side you only get 12 grand for winning the league uh, for us we spend that on bus journeys
1: yeah so Danny Morphy, prop little nippy winger or, or little nippy fullback with a, a nice left peg I always remember him as and um, played modern Modena and um, yeah he he did a job he did a job for us at left fall nothing too memorable but also
3: kept end out of the team at times am I right that was one of the questions yeah because I had a quick look at. you know it's had a time um, the stats section you can actually follow who started each game and you're, you're looking down the columns and I just looked at it and it said it was like Murphy and then it was Stevens and then Murphy took over for a lot of, lot of the season so but then they played together so um, anyone with a better memory than me what position was Stevens and Murphy playing when they were in the same team together that would be, be interesting mm. um, but yeah that was recorded before Tuesday morning's cup quarter final draw and like I said we're going to meet again. Robbers and Cork. Absolutely, Uh, yeah. Danny Murphy's women's Cork side.
1: So women's football flying at the minute Prof. Profton. It's great to see. It's well needed in the game. Domestic game over here but Prof up next. It's a big one. Starting levels and predictions. Right, okay. This one's tough. I'm going to change it up because I feel... We were a little bit vulnerable against Dundalk, and be I don't want to I don't want to go down that road again. I felt they cut us open at times, and when it was changed, it worked really well. So I'm going to go Manis and Goal, Grace Pico, clearly. I think they've formed a really good partnership the last couple of games. Clearly's been stunning.
7: I must break you.
1: Pico and Grace, all we'll, the we'll way. We'll give
3: we'll give the usual update. Brazzer says Fruji will be back for balls, whatever that means. Probably. He's back for shells. I mean, next season. Yeah, <laughs> it's cryptic. Um Affle-Abi went off injured Friday for balls, but let's let's assume he's The
1: Most informed striker in the league. Yeah. Let's
3: so be I'm expecting another battle between him and Pigo. Absolutely, battle of the
1: titans. Prop I'm going to go Clark left wing,
3: right,
1: and left wing back and Finn right wing back. I'm not going to put in Ferrugia. I don't know his situation, but I'm going to go three centre mids. I'm going to go Poom, Gary O'Neill, and Watts.
3: Are bringing Poon back in?
1: I'm bringing Poon back in because he had a good game off the bench. Plus, I think that's probably been a problem area in the last couple of games as regards to the middle of the pitch. I said the same against... It was our other home game. I think it was Sligo. Recently enough, I felt that we were overrun in the middle and we were struggling. So I think with this game coming in as well and the changes that were made... The very beneficial changes that were made in the game against Dundalk. Sixty minutes gone. Pum, Gary, O'Neill, and Watson. Gaff and Bork up top. Well, I figured which gives which, you a good, solid bench with Green, who I know usually starts against Bowes. But
3: I go Green. You've Burt, You've Tell. Well, once you said O'Neill, oh, Watts, Pum, I knew you were leaving out Burt then. Yeah, I knew you. Were, that's who you're sacrificing. But you want to start against, against his old club? Mm.
1: Oh. I'm gonna go two one. I'm going to go closely 4-2-1. Um, no nails left by the end of it. I'm going to go Gaffney because I think he's been... He's starting to get into form again on Bourke mm-hmm. because Bourke loves a
3: goal against Bowles and he usually plays well. I'm going to play... Now, if I take it at Watts, who takes our corners? I suppose Pooham could. Pooham could, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Burt instead of Watts there. Yep. And So you're going to go more for a two in the middle and...
1: Two surrounding Gaffney. So you would have a Bork and a board surrounding Gaffney and a little bit more space in the middle.
3: I definitely want to play Bort against the So yeah. that's my change. And you know, Mia again, I refuse to predict derby. So and there we have it. it. So um, that is it. Uh, from- we also have uh, Lambeau. He put up a graph there recently showing that Bows have the best away support in the league. Uh, the graph showed that Bows had an average of 579, Rovers 546, And when he was questioned on it, he said that this is for 2022 when he said that they gave out a thousand allocation, but in that season, they capped us at 358 rather than the usual 850. Therefore, that completely skews the entire stats.
1: Yeah, it's it's just them kind of making things up and make them look good like it's... I wouldn't even pay attention to it. It's, it's another mm. trophy in the cabinet for them, though, isn't
3: it? How many tickets have we given them for Friday?
1: As far as I know, it is under a 1,000 anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, more hoops, the better, I'd imagine.
3: Hennessy's ref.
1: When, when, when are we ever happy with any ref? <laughs> Do you know? I'm not sure at this stage. As long as
3: it's not Sean Grant at this point, I know. You're, you're somewhat happy. Yeah, very much so. But
1: Big one now, as Wells, Saturday, the AGM. Is coming up a very important part of Shamrock Rovers' everyday life. So um, by this time, I don't think you, you get your proxy. So come down, vote at the AGM. And it's, it's, your, it's part and parcel of being a member. It's how you want the club to go forward as a, cl- as, as a club. So um, come down to the AGM and just listen and see what you think. And then stick your vote in. And that's how we do it. It's simple and done, professor we we're looking forward to it myself. First time running interested to see how it goes but um i don't think there's much more to it across block x friday the nerves are here already it's a big big week so that is it for this week and we will keep on hoping to see it in block x
3: i'm a member